We began last Sunday. Last Sunday was the celebration of Palm Sunday. And many of you were with us. Palm Sunday represents the triumphal entry of Jesus into Jerusalem. And when Jesus entered into Jerusalem, there was four days before he would die. And we looked last Sunday at some of the most powerful message that Jesus ministered in his entire ministry were in the last four days of his life. Now, traditionally in our calendar, we look at Friday being Good Friday, which is when Jesus died on the cross, and on Sunday, which is when he rose from the dead. Now, you're going to see several scriptures today that show us that that's not physically possible because Jesus had to be dead for three days and three nights. Praise the Lord. So if you're going to look at it on our English calendar, you'll see that he actually would have had the Last Supper with his disciples, with his 12 apostles, on Tuesday evening. And for, for 24 hours was the last days of Jesus, and he would have died on Wednesday morning. Wednesday morning at 9 a.m., he would have been nailed to the cross. At noon, the place would have been dark. The entire city was, was dark. And at 3 p.m., Jesus hung his head and he died. Before sunset, he was put in the grave and he was left there. We're going to pick up our story here in Matthew chapter 27. And let's begin with verse 50. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom and the earth did quake, and the rocks rent. Now, we read through that very quickly, but please understand, this was a very important occurrence, and it was recorded for a very important reason. The Jews worshipped in the temple. And in the Holy of Holies, or in the place beyond the veil, was the place where the Ark of the Covenant was, and the place where the presence of God was. And when that, that veil was rent... It represented that now there was a way made into the Holy of Holies. Amen. Glory to God. And through Jesus, the way has been made where we now have access to God. Verse 52, and the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept, or which means they were dead, the saints of old, they came out of the graves after his resurrection, and went into the holy city, which is Jerusalem, and appeared unto many. Now in the centurion, they that were with him, watching Jesus, saw the earthquake, and those things which were done, they feared greatly, saying, truly, this was the Son of God. And many women were there beholding afar off, which followed Jesus from Galilee, and ministering unto him. Among them was Mary Magdalene, and Mary the mother of James, and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's children. Now let's drop down and look at verse 63. Saying, Sir, well let's back up, let's begin with verse 57. And when the evening was come, there was a rich man of Arimathea named Joseph, who also himself was Jesus' disciple. 
he went to Pilate and begged the body of Jesus. Then Pilate commanded the body to be delivered. And when Joseph had taken the body, he wrapped it in a clean linen cloth. And he laid it in his new tomb, which he had hewn out in the rock. And he rolled a great stone to the door and the sepulcher and departed. And there was Mary Magdalene and the other Mary sitting over against the sepulcher. And the next day that followed, the day of the preparation, the chief priests and Pharisees came together unto Pilate, saying, Sir, we remember that the deceiver, that's who they called Jesus, remember they had no faith that Jesus was going to rise from the dead. As a matter of fact, they were convinced that he was nothing more than a deceiver. Do you know that people today feel the same way about Jesus? And you know what causes that unbelief? Very simply, they don't believe. You will not understand and have revelation of what took place unless you believe. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. It takes a decision from the heart of every person to choose to believe that these things are true. And you'll never see and understand unless you make a decision in your heart to believe. See, Resurrection Day comes. We, many call it Easter and on Easter, we talk about the resurrection of Jesus. But for many, even Christians, everything they look forward to is nothing more than having a turkey dinner. Come on. Cutting up a ham. Getting together with the family. But understand that resurrection means so much more than that. The Jews back in this day, they also did not understand that Jesus was going to rise. I'm talking even his twelve. We're going to read in a few moments, and you're going to see that even the apostles did not have faith that Jesus was going to rise from the dead. They believed the Lord. They trusted in the Lord. But now that he was gone, and they couldn't see him with their eyes, they were struggling in what they were believing. They had become full of grief. They'd become full of heaviness. And understand that when you're full of grief and heaviness, you are full of unbelief. You can't have faith in God and have, have, have grieving and heaviness at the same time. When you have faith in God, you're full of joy and peace and rejoicing. Praise the Lord. Verse 64, well, let's read 63 again, saying, Sir, we remember that the deceiver said while he was yet alive, after Three days I will rise again. And that's important to note there. After three days, Jesus said, I will rise again. Command, therefore, that the sepulcher be made sure or be made secure until the third day, lest his disciples come by night and steal him away and say unto the people, He is risen from the dead, so the last error shall be worse than the first. And they're talking about the error of them letting him live so long. And now the error of them somehow not being able to cover up if somehow the body has gone away and people now begin to believe that he is risen. I got news for you. It's not a deception. Jesus is risen. He is alive. Verse 65, Pilate said unto them, you have a watch. Or in other words, you can go and set guards or centurions in front and you watch. Go your way, make it sure or secure as you can. So they then went and made the sepulcher sure, sealing the stone and setting a watch. Verse 1, in the end of the Sabbath, or the end of that 
uh, Saturday. And remember, the Sabbath was from Friday at sunset until Saturday at sunset. Once the sun was set on Saturday, the Sabbath was over, and the first day of the week began. Sunday on our calendar began at sunset on Saturday night. Are you all with me? When they talk about early in the morning, it doesn't necessarily mean that the sun is up. It's early. Midnight hour is early for us, but it's still early of the next day. And the end of the Sabbath, as it was, began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, or Miriam, who was the mother of James and John and the the sons of Zebedee, to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake. So now imagine, they go there early, and we're going to see in other accounts, they go with spices, and they go with, with uh, preparation so that they can cover his body once again. And we're going to see in a moment that they were trying to figure out how they were going to move the stone because they knew the stone was sitting in front and it had been there for three days and three nights. And behold, there was a great earthquake for the angel of the Lord came down from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door And now he's sitting upon the stone. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. So understand that when this is happening, the centurions and those that are guarding the tomb are right there guarding the tomb. And now Mary and the other Mary, they come along. And right at that moment, all of a sudden, there's a great earthquake. And at that great earthquake, there's an angel, and he moves the stone, and then he sits down on the rock and kicks his feet up, and these centurions don't know what to do, and they pass out because they're so afraid. Verse 5, and the angel answered and said unto the women, fear not ye, for I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not Here, for he is risen, as he said, come, see the place where the Lord lay. Now, this is an important thing to understand. The angel didn't come to let Jesus out. There was no grave, no tomb, no death, no sickness, no disease, no power, nothing that was able to keep Jesus inside that tomb. The angel didn't come for Jesus. The angel came for us so that he could move the stone and let them in. And and I'll tell you, right now in Jerusalem, right now you can go into the tomb where Jesus was and you can go in there to look to see that he is no longer in the grave. He's alive. Praise the Lord. And go quickly, verse 7, and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall you see him. Lo, I have told you. And they departed quickly from the sepulcher with fear and great joy and did run to bring his disciples word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them. So understand, they now leave the tomb. 
They begin to do what the angel said. They, they're going to find the disciples to tell the disciples that Jesus is risen. And as they do, and they're walking, all of a sudden, they're not walking alone anymore. There's someone else walking right there with them. Behold, Jesus met them, saying, all hail. Or this is an old um, Saxon word for health or greetings. He says, greetings. And they came and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. Then said Jesus unto them, be not afraid. Go tell my brethren that they go in, to go into Galilee, and there shall they see me. Now let's hold our place here and go to Mark chapter 16. And let's look at Mark's account. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Mark chapter 16. Praise the Lord. Jesus is alive. This day is a celebration of everything that Christianity is about. If there had been no resurrection, we would have nothing to come to church and talk about. But there was a resurrection. And Jesus is alive. I said, Jesus is alive. I said, Jesus is alive. Mark 16 and verse 9. Now when Jesus was risen early the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven devils. And she went and told them that had been with him as they did mourn and weep. Or this was literally called the days of weeping. I'll tell you about it in just a moment. And they, when they had heard that he was alive. Now, this is an interesting thing to note, too. Who was the first New Testament preacher in the Bible? A woman. Let the women say amen. amen. Mary Magdalene was the first preacher. And she came and she preached to them that Jesus was alive. And like some of you, you have the same results that she got. Notice this. Verse 11, and they, when they had heard that he was alive and had been seen of her, believed not. Anybody minister to any, talk to any of your loved ones or your friends or co-workers and tell them Jesus is alive and they didn't believe you? Well, you're not alone. Amen. But I want you to notice something. The reason why they didn't believe. The reason they didn't believe is because they were full of grief and full of mourning. The Jews had a custom that they would mourn or grieve for three full days and three nights. They did this with every time someone passed away, how much more the rabbi and the master that they loved so much. They not only were grieving because he was dead, they were grieving because they were so heavy in the fact that he wasn't there with them anymore. And remember, Jesus told them that he was going to be raised from the dead. But they were no longer believing. They were full of grief because they couldn't see him and because they missed him so much. Following these three days of, of weeping, the days of weeping were called the four days of lamentation. According to rabbinical notion, the spirit wandered about the sepulcher for three days hoping to go back into the body. That's what the Jews believed. But when corruption was set in, they believed that the spirit then departed or went to paradise. This was believed to be on the fourth day when the loud lamentations began 
Hence, on the fourth day, Lazarus was supposed to have been stinking. Now, we know that Jesus' body never saw corruption. But they are now finishing the days of weeping and crying, and they're about now to enter into lamentation where they're crying out and wailing. I don't know if you've ever been to a funeral where you heard people wailing and lamenting. I've seen them jump inside the casket. No joke. Because when people get so full of grief, they become full of despair. They become full of hopelessness. They become like there's no tomorrow and nothing else is going to happen and this is the end. And that's what happened. The disciples were full of this grief. Understand that grief is connected to fear. And you'll see many times here in the scripture, the angel began and said, fear not. Jesus is going to appear to them and say, fear not. When you're full of grief and unbelief, you're full of fear. Because you don't know what's going to happen. But Jesus had already said what's going to happen. Glory to God. 